Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, who better to talk to than our good friend from the Post-Gazette? That would be Chris Carter, who covers them both. And Chris, uh, we can start out with uh, uh, the the conference foolishness and the, the news that the ACC was actually even considering Cal and Stanford. Have we have we gotten to a point where we've reached just a level of idiocy that we can't come back from? Uh, listen, Paul, when people are trying to make more money, there's no level of idiocy that they will not go to. So <laughs> I, I, I am fully prepared for crazier ideas to be thrown out here. And, and listen, like I'm a person who, like, I, I was talking about this with Noah Hiles on our Pit Mailbag show with the Post-Gazette. And I mentioned, like, I mentioned Stanford. And I wasn't mentioning Stanford because I thought it'd be good because I was like, I can see somebody pushing for that. I can see someone saying, ooh, Stanford, they've had a lot of stuff. <laughs> but then he's also won, like, what, like 26 straight directors' clubs? They own, like, every, like, like, they own so many other versions of college sports. It's just that when it comes down to it, and the two that make money, they haven't been good for a, for a while now. So that's part of it. So, yeah. I, I'm, but I'm right. I'm right with you, Paul. I've, I think that this, all this stuff has gotten crazy. There, there needs to be a bit of reorganization for college sports uh, so that they can kind of – I do think it's like they need to find some way to kind of stop this from getting even crazier soon because, you know, rivalries are being destroyed, you know, teams that – like Washington and Washington State. Like, I don't know how Washington go, didn't go – you know, went somewhere without Washington State going with them. And the same for Oregon and Oregon State. It's just – it baffles me how people are willing to throw those, those old-time rivalries out. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I just want to, you know, I just don't understand how it works. Um, I really don't. I just don't feel like it's, it's. Uh, it, 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 I look at it, Chris, and maybe I'm just not doing the math the right way, but I don't understand how the math could work for Cal and Stanford, considering all the travel that they would have to do for their other sports. That's the thing that you're running into across the board. It's not It's not really football and basketball that'll be the problem. It means, you know, if, if bowling was to happen, if they have a bowling team, you know, wrestling, you know, volleyball, all those little things, those are going to add up 
a lot, you know, a lot of costs, and it's going to end up costing you as much money as you might think you might make, so or even more. So it, it's one of those crazier things that people are trying to work around right now. But this was why this is a big reason why regional conferences made a whole lot of sense, you know. Uh, but I think what's happened is is that. Um, you know, there's, there's certain teams out there, certain programs out there, like USC, that they can afford that. That, they, that they're like, hey, you know what? We're USC. We got a brand that carries. We got a program that carries. We can go wherever we want. We're going to be able to make money. And that breaks everything up. And when that happens, then the other people in their region suffer for it. And that's kind of where the Pac-12 is right now. Uh, Oregon was able to get out as well. Um, you know, but it's, it's a tough spot uh, but you know, again it all comes down to making more money if there's money to be made someone will find a way to make it and even if it even if it ends up toiling you know a lot of the things that people really enjoy these days about college sports you look at uh pit and uh you know they've had a, a a couple of pretty good seasons in a row now i mean chris is it, is it realistic to start to expect that every single year they're going to be uh a team that Really, if they if they lose if they win less than nine games, it's disappointing. I mean, it feels like Pat Narduzzi has the program, you know, rolling. Uh, they're recruiting really well. They've done a good job of bringing in obviously uh, quarterbacks that are, are experienced. They've got some depth. They've got a lot of experience. Uh, you look at them. Is is it fair to start to put those kinds of expectations on them every year? I feel like if they do it one more straight time, then yes, because. One thing that held them up last year, even with their nine wins, was that they didn't that their transfer quarterback didn't turn out the way that they were hoping he would turn out. And of course, talking about Keaton Slovis. Now, there's a lot of signs that Phil Jacobic is going to be that guy. That he's going to be the guy that that that, that Keaton Slovis wasn't, and that Pitt ranks across the board. Their depth chart is still going to be highly talented. I'm looking at them in training camp every day. I'll be there, there again tomorrow morning, and. They do look extremely talented. Uh, I think that they've got like new safeties like Javon McIntyre who are beasting, and uh, they got an offensive line that's ready to kick a lot of butt, a defensive line that's ready to kick a lot of butt, athletic linebackers, corners that are that are ready to go. They have, they have these freshman wide receivers behind what I think is an already really talented wide receiver group, you know. And uh, you, you still it still depends on how these guys coalesce and come together on game day. But there's talent on this roster, and it, there's depth, and I think that there's. That, that, that's one thing that Pat Narduzzi has going for him is that they've developed depth. They, depth, they keep people there. They want to play for Pitt, and it, 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 it really worked out for them. Um, you know, I think last, last year was the year to see was, you know, the success from 2021 a fluke, and I, I think you saw it wasn't because they, were, they, they didn't win the conference again, but they did get nine wins. They did win a bowl game, and that was, that was pretty cool of them. Um, so now I think it's, now it's like, okay, well, they've had a really good – you know, they, they, they've had a really good run here of back-to-back seasons. Now, can they continue this run? Because if they do, then I think it does maybe signal like, hey, this is a thing now. Pitt's going to be this team that can stay right around that range. And if Pat Narduzzi makes this a new normal, that's, that's a huge, hugely significant place in Pitt sports history for him because that revives the program a bit, gets it to a level that it hadn't been for some time uh, when from when he took it over. Um, and I, I think that that's a really great sign that, you know, now you're talking about your floor for Pitt is eight, nine wins every year instead of, you know, maybe four or five. And then, you know, you're hoping to get eight wins in a season. So that gives your floors that, that much higher. It also makes that your ceiling could be that much higher, too. 
The one thing he's done a really good job of, and it seems like it's starting to really sell itself with just how many guys are going to the NFL on the defensive side of the ball, is the depth on defense. Even even though they continue to graduate a lot of guys, it doesn't seem like they're taking many hits on, on, on their depth. No, no, you're absolutely right, Paul. I mean, the defensive line, over the past few years, they've had multiple All-Americans from Patrick Weaver to uh, – uh, no, Patrick, Patrick Jones, excuse me, Patrick Jones, Rashad Weaver, uh, even like Jalen Twyman, you know, the year before them when he opted and when he opted out. Um, then you had Kalijah Canty this past year. They, they produced talent after talent. And got, even guys that weren't All-American but were just really talented veterans like Desmond Alexander, Habakkuk Baldonado, all those guys, they're replacing them. And they're bringing in guys that have been waiting in the wait. Yeah, their safety situation, both Brandon Hill and Eric Hallett are in the NFL right now. They're, 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 they're guys who have impressed. And they've got safeties who are they are so excited to showcase. And it's, it's a very good sign of what Pat Nardini's been able to do. Guys wait their turn. For the most part, they're, they're, they're like, hey, you know what? I can wait this out. I can, I can work as hard as I can to be ready. And when my number's called, I'll be ready to show up uh, for, uh, for the Panthers. So um, that's huge for a program. It's tough to do in today's college sports with all the opportunities with transfer portals and extra money being thrown around. So it's easy to lose players. I think it's remarkable that Pitt has been able to establish a, a situation and a program where they aren't losing players like that, and now it's up to, the, to them. they got to keep this up. If they keep this up, they'll start winning more recruiting battles. I think they already are winning a, a few more recruiting battles, but like one thing that you know, Phil Dracovic said when he transferred you know, back to Pitt, he was like, hey, you know what? Maybe this is the school for Whippeal kids to look at now before Pitt would lose out on Whippeal kids regularly to bigger schools now Whippeal kids can look at Pitt and say you know what I can play there and in fact this team is very Whippeal heavy like you look at the defensive line lots of Whippeal talent on it from David Green to Devin Danielson across the board to Kai Johnson um, you got City League love and Dayon Hayes uh, you know and, and across the board like Jake Cradle is there Phil Jakovic is out there uh, Donovan McMillan they've added there's like I could keep going down the list but there's a lot of Western PA talent up on this roster I think it's a, just a really good sign of what Pitt's been able to do and maybe a sign that maybe they can win more of those battles uh, coming up soon. Well, you know, uh, the, the thing that's interesting this year, I look at their schedule. I don't think it's easy. Uh, there's obviously some, some easy, you know, some easier games, but I mean, I don't think Cincinnati's an easy game. I don't think at West Virginia is going to be di- easy. I think Florida state's a difficult game. They play Notre Dame, North Carolina. They, they could actually be pretty good and still finish eight and four. They could very well. They could be very good and finish seven and five. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, that's the thing is that this is the team, and we've seen pit teams in past years struggle and not bounce back as well as they, these other pit teams have. And, and I think that's something that's really a, a credit to this coaching staff and the culture of this program and the players involved. Is that you know over the past two seasons, I think the biggest thing is that when they lost. They didn't allow those losses to compound too much. They bounced back. They found a way to get back in the win column, and they were able to save their season from, from you know, sprawling into something crazy. Uh, I mean, if you remember 2020, you know, there was a stretch where they just played really poorly that Kenny Pickett got hurt, and they weren't able to kind of recover from that. Um, and uh, that led to, you know, they were able to rebound and save the season after Kenny Pickett got back. Um, but, you know, there's there's chances that, that that could happen again. But this year, yeah, they got there's talent in front of them. There's teams that they they, they, they can take them down. But I think that this pit team, this pit program, has been gearing these guys up and, and teaching them how to operate and getting to how to handle those high pressure moments 
So I, I think that, yes, while it's a, it's a tough schedule, I think they can stand tall in the middle of it, and I think that the pit, this, this pit team can go, uh, can go bang with anybody in the ACC right now. Speaking of Pickett, you've been up at Steeler Camp a lot. Obviously, you, you write a lot about both teams. Uh, Pickett, to me, one of the most overrated discussions is the fact that the Steelers are going to turn into three yards in a cloud of dust. I mean, obviously, they're not showing a ton, you know, on, on offense in camp because, well, it's camp. But are, are, are you buying the idea that they're just going to basically – try and road grade their way to, you know, uh, 10, 11 wins. I feel like they're going to, you know, they're going to open it up a little bit more probably each week with Kenny Pickett to the point where uh, he'll be a reason they're winning games and it won't just be he's a game manager. No, I'm right with you, Paul. Listen, I've been one of the people saying for for a while now that Pitt cannot earn up. He's not Pitt. Pitt. The Steelers can, cannot wait to be able to run the football on people. They are very excited. They beefed up their offensive line. They've kept Najee Harris. They got Jalen Warren. They're they 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 are, they're ready to bulldoze you. But they're not just going. It's not going to be like you know mid to late nineties. Hand Jerome Bettis the ball two times and then throw on third down. This is going to be an offense that's going to be balanced. They're going to run more play action. They've ran a lot more play action in practice this year, um, which I think will will. Something that will, is something that needs to translate over into games, and I think it will translate over into games. Um, but the thing about running the ball more, it's not running it, you know, predominantly like you know that much, like sixty-six percent of the time. It's running it so it's a more of a balance than you know, say teams like the Chiefs or the Bengals that love to throw the ball, that love to air the ball out, just throw, 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 like some teams in the NFL do. Um, and, and right now, you know, maybe Kenny Pickett can become that quarterback, but you don't need him to be that quarterback right now. And you can win with him throwing twenty to thirty times a game. And if you're a, you want you want it to be closer to thirty because you want to take your shots and everything, and you know have a have good drives and stuff, but. You can win with him that way. You don't want him throwing 50 times a game because if he's throwing 50 times a game, that means your defense probably gave up a good amount of points. So um, I think that the Steelers with Kenny Pickett, the cloud of the three yards, the cloud of dust thing, like doesn't be plays that happen like that. It happens to every team that does want to run the ball at some point. But I think by and large, the Steelers are just trying to establish a balanced attack that is not as predictable and makes it easier on Kenny Pickett to make the big throws when he when he is called to do so. Well, um, that, 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 that's absolutely true. Uh, last one I have for you uh, with respect to the Steelers, and uh, it's, you know, one of these things that people are, are, are really kind of wondering, who is the third and fourth and fifth receivers on this team? I mean, we know, I guess Allen Robinson is third, but, uh, you know, it, it seems like they really need to develop some depth at receiver. Well, I mean, I think they've got talent for the depth. It's just who they want to pick. Now, fourth, I will say, is Calvin Austin. And I think that he's done enough in camp to show that, hey, he's still a threat with his speed. He can be that guy. But I got to say, it's, it's, a, it's a tough competition for the fifth and sixth spots because uh, there's still a chance the Steelers keep six guys if, if, if one of them or two of them can be special teamers. We know Gunnar Olszewski has done returns before. Um, and, uh, and one thing I'll say about Gunnar Olszewski, he, you know, Kenny Pickett called him reliable. Just the, just the other day in training camp, and he has been. He, he works hard, and, and people like to work with him, and, and that bodes in his favor. But uh, Hakeem Butler, a guy that a lot of Steelers fans were eager to see after his big numbers in the XFL and everything, Hakeem Butler, through most of training camp, had been wildly inconsistent. He'd have a really great day, and then a really bad day. He'd have a good, good day, and then he'd have a bad day. They'd have an okay day, then a not okay day. And you're just like, man, like this – 
this is tough to rely upon. And as Mike Tomlin say, you got to make routine plays routinely, and he wasn't doing that. But the past couple days, I think he has been doing that. And it's just a couple days, um, but he also looked pretty strong, ran over a guy, you know, had made some impressive plays. I think Akeem Butler could be a guy, if he, if he keeps pushing, if he keeps working, he could be one of those final two in the spot. Uh, and then I think it'll come down to special teams use. use. Do, they, do they find a way to keep Gunner for returns? Do they want Miles Boykin uh, for him to be a Gunner? Um, lots of different possibilities. But that's where I'm, that's where I'm at my head is wise as far as how it's going to be one of those three guys that I named. Cody White also in the mix there, but I think that he's kind of the fourth option of, the, of those guys. Chris? Chris, thank you so much. And, uh, of course, as always, great stuff. And uh, hopefully uh, we, 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 we get to do it again soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Paul. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.